You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast and news update. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, and we are back together for the first time in like two weeks. I am back with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman, and I am excited to be back with you, Cody, because yes, we really have not had the opportunity in a while now to talk Texans together. Um... And I've been opening the show with you guys can be anywhere in the world. Your ear could be listening anywhere in the world, but you are here uh, with us. And you know what? It's time to talk Texans. Laramie Tunsil, will a shoulder surgery affect his contract? And you know what? We kind of took it to the Twitter streets and asked them what they wanted to hear on today's show. Kick off the week on Monday. And you know what? We've got some interesting responses so i'm just happy to be back and we are officially less than 10 days away from the start of the nfl free agency and boy 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 the houston texans have some money to spend but at the end of the day it's going to be tricky to see what they're going to do we know right here in houston they have a couple players they need to take care of before they go out and splurge in free agency and one of the guys at the top of the list is laramie tunsil john me you talked about this back and forth is this the summer that they should extend and give Deshaun Watson his big payday? There's a lot to there's there's a lot that Houston, Texas need to do, including my boy Carlos Hyde. But we're going to take a look at Laramie Tunsil. He just had shoulder surgery, and it's worth to think. Do you believe this surgery should? Or will it infect his extension with the Houston Texans moving forward? Yeah, well, we'll have to see. And, and that's one thing we can discuss on today's show. Also, is Bill O'Brien completely sold on Gary Conley? And if he's not, how that can affect and how that can affect what we do in the second round with the 57 pick overall. Oh, and don't forget, those Twitter streets are talking. Who would they like to see? on this Houston, Texas team. I can't wait to discuss it all. Welcome back in everybody and thank you for peeping the show out today, listening, lending your ear. Cody and John has reunited and and I'll say this before we get into the Texans. I think it's time to fire Mike D'Antoni absolutely right now. Losses, embarrassing losses to the New York Knicks. A blowout loss to Orlando. We look garbage in the city of Houston in terms of professional basketball. And I'm tired of it. There's a lot more I can say, but this is the Houston Texans show. So I'll just get that out and we can return back to talking Texas. Well, let me just say this. Um, I literally just came back from the Toyota Center. And to be honest, John, there's something going on that's 
maybe a little bit deeper than Mike D'Antoni, um, especially just looking at the body language of James Harden. Um, you know, just hearing the frustration in his voices. It's, it's something deeper that's going on with that. So if you want to know more about that, just check out Believe in the Rockets. And um, <laughs> well, let's just get back to Texas right now. I'm just trying to, you know, just not think about that team in Houston as of right now. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever. I don't want to talk about it. I have to get that out. However, the Houston Texans are primed and ready to make sure Laramie Tunsil does not walk next year in free agency and they can get the deal done this offseason to make Laramie Tunsil the highest paid tackle offensive lineman in the NFL, which would put him right over Lane Johnson out of Philly around 19 to $20 million per year. He also just underwent shoulder surgery to fix a torn labrum, according to league sources. Uh, Tunsil has had a positive medical outlook and is expected to make a full recovery by training camp. And by training camp, I'm sure he would be locked in for Houston for the next four to five years. Is this a concern going into contract season with him? Because I'm going to say this right now. Absolutely not. This is actually the least of concerns from the Texas organization working with the cap, working on how to get this deal done. Do I want to front load it? Do I want to back load it? Whatever I want to do. And then we know that he's undergoing surgery. This is like a blip on the radar. Eh, Oh, whatever. Okay, Who cares? Because Tunsil has not had medical issues in his career thus far. He would miss a couple games this season, I believe. Uh, However, this has not been an issue for Tunsil like it has been for other players on this team, like a Will Fuller. Tunsil has always been primarily healthy. This is far from their worries when we discuss what they should do for Larry Tunsil and getting that contract done. More of an issue for Larry Tunsil, and I believe whenever the deal gets done and he signs that contract and get that 19 to $20 million guarantee, the amount of money he can make over time, I believe, will have some incentive based on his penalties. That is, yeah, 18 last year, 13 offsides. That is where the Texas and Tunsil must come together and say, okay, well, if you want to make this amount of money match your potential out, we need you to cut these down. I'm not worried about the soldier surgery at all. And, you know, like I mentioned, he will be ready by training camp. That's a no-brainer. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I do believe that the Houston Texans should look into the extent of this shoulder injury. And not only that, that might be a cause for concern only due to the fact you mentioned it, and we talked about this. Well, separately, we talked about this, that Laramie Tunsil wants to be the highest-paid offensive lineman in the league. Does he deserve it? Yes, most definitely. But I do not want to see the Texans make him the highest-paid player in the league. And you mentioned it already. You know, this is not a player who has had multiple injuries time and time again throughout his season. But, John, you got to think about it. At some point, the injuries is going to start piling up. Last year, there were a couple of times where Laramie Tunsil was questionable. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he did end up sitting out a game. I believe he was dealing with like an ankle injury or something like that. But 
I just don't want to see the Texans in a position where they make him the highest paid offensive lineman. And then the shoulder injury he has had surgery on starts to be a recurring factor. And now you're stuck in a situation where you have Tunsil in the same situation as a JJ Watt or Will Fuller to you don't really know if they're going to be on the field week in and week out. And you don't want that hovering over this over the team, especially given the amount of mon- money that he is demanding. I'm not saying that this is that type of injury. Three, two, one. I just hope that the Texans do their due diligence in a way to where I just hope they feel comfortable in whatever amount of money they offer him. And on the flip side of things, I hope Laramie Tunsil understands. I mean, hey, I get it. You know, he hasn't had any injury problems in the past, but a a shoulder injury, having shoulder surgery, especially on that offensive line where your shoulders are basically one of the most, if not the most important limb of your body that you have to use. It, it it's it's a small concern. It's not big, but it's just something that they sh- they should think about. You know what I'll say this: one thing we can all agree on is whether or not it's the Texans, and it will be the Texans. I'm definitely 100 percent on that boat. Uh, who gets the deal done? Larry Tunsil will end up being the highest paid offensive tackle or highest paid offensive lineman in the league. He's only 25. What he does for an offensive line will not go unnoticed, will not go unappreciated. Listen, this guy did not spend an offseason last year with Houston and help cut down the sack numbers from the previous year by nearly 20 sacks. Now, granted, a lot of that has to do with Deshaun Watson in his third year, really and truly in his second year, only because of the time he missed uh, early on in his season with that injury his rookie season. However, Tunsil was, you know, listen, by far the most dominating offensive tackle outside of Stanley uh, in Baltimore last year. He has his issues with offsides. I get that. But he only allowed, what, two sacks last year? He's going to get that highest paid contract. It's a no-brainer. And Houston has to be the team that gets it done simply because if I don't get it done and he walks next year because we decided to sit on our ass and play with our thumbs and twitter our fingers, well, yeah, we we kind of deserve it if we don't get that deal done this offseason because I tell you what, the count will go up again if we have football. That's one of the questions that's lingering no matter what we talk about, free agency, the draft, it doesn't matter. Will we see these guys on the field this season? I think at some point we may, but these players are damn serious, and I'm happy for them. To get back to Tunsil's case, he used to get it done, and they will. $19 to $20 million, you'll take that cap hit because you do not want to jeopardize trading those two first-rounders, and he's not here for the long haul. The issue not really an issue, and I hate when I say this because I always immediately correct myself, but the thought is, at least around the city, there hasn't been a lot of news to at least leak about the progression between the two sides, Larry Tunsil and the Texans uh, coaches, the general manager, Bill O'Brien. He wouldn't. He never gets into the specifics about how the contract negotiation is going. 
uh, with Tunsil, but of course we know that he indicated at the NFL scouting combine that the organization wants Tunsil here for the long haul. Guess what, Cody? He will be here for the long haul. Yeah, most definitely. He will be here for the long haul. And shout out to Bill O'Brien and Laramie Tunsil for this whole contract handling situation because you mentioned it. Very professional. Because if you think about it, a lot of times when it comes to a player in a team, when it comes to that contract situation, nine times out of ten when things starting to nine times out of ten when things are starting to leak out, it's never a good situation. It's always there's there's friction between the two parties. Um one side is thinking about walking away while the other side has made a deal and it's not good to the other party. You know, so just due to the fact that they have, one, kept this on a low, and two, that everything seems to be good from what you and I have been told so far, I'm pretty hopeful that he's going to remain a Houston Texan. But like I said, the only issue I see is I just don't want to see the Texans in a position where they overpay. But not, let me not say overpay, but they make him the highest paid lineman and he do not live up to that contract. Well, that's where I have to step in and just say, I think he will. Now, the Texans and Bill O'Brien have been very committful on making sure he is here and a priority to be here in Houston for the long haul. However, O'Brien likes Garyon Conley. I want to transition before we move along. He likes Garyon Conley enough to where in the middle of the season when all hell was, you know, rising and we didn't have a DB to save our lives. Bill O'Brien traded a third-round pick for Garyon Conley, the former first-round pick, uh, sent that pick over to the Raiders, where he was not having a good season. I mean, that week we traded for him, the, the game before that, I mean, your boy Q, we did the show where we did Locked On Raiders, the crossover. I mean, he even said it. I don't know how many times we saw the back of his jersey. Uh, but as much as he likes Garyon Conley, Bill O'Brien has been very noncommittal when he, whenever he's asked whether the Texans would pick up the cornerback's fifth-year option. And he said, Garyon has been good for us. These are Bill O'Brien's words. He also went on to say, I probably wouldn't be able to answer that specific question, but we like Garyon Conley. If that answers your question, we like what he brings to the table. Now, I mentioned how they made the trade. Everything went down for that. The fourth year of Conley's rookie deal is upcoming with the Ohio State product due to make $1.89 million as his salary base in 2020, which is really nothing. That's nothing at all, right? And O'Brien and Houston have until May 30th to make the decision on picking up Garyon Conley's option or declining it. He's a very, very, very better cornerback when he is in a scheme of man coverage compared to zone. And we saw that. The switch over from the Raiders, bringing him over to uh, here in Houston, he played in a much better scheme for his abilities and his talent. He had 50 tackles and 13 passes defended in 2019 as a Texan. And this is going to kind of lead me to what the Twitter streets were talking about in that second round pick. The Texans have to keep him around. Go ahead and pick that. It's almost $2 million. There's some kickers making more than that. Pick that up because Lonnie Johnson Jr., we 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 know he has a high ceiling. His potential is high. However, Cody, there's only so much potential can get you in this league. And Gary O'Connor had proved to be 
very effective in a new scenery, a new, a new area, a new change of pace. When he came to Houston, there were games where he was the best cornerback in the red, white, and blue. There's a no-brainer that he needs to be kept around because Jonathan Joseph, if he's not on the door, out the door already, then he, I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't know what to say anymore. It's time for Jonathan Joseph to call it quits. He's had a very successful career, the best cornerback in Texas history. But Garyon Conley, Lonnie Johnson Jr. are our cornerbacks moving forward. And now that second-round pick can be prioritized to either bring in another cornerback if you feel highly about one or fix what else is broken on your defense. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. Cody Davis, Johnson, Sports Guy Hickman. Let me just say something real quick. Given everything that's going on, how the way the Texans ended their season, the nonsense and the foolishness the Houston Rockets are going through, and the so-called quote-unquote cheating scandal between the Houston Astros, shout out to University of Houston men's basketball team for winning their second straight American Athletic Championship title. They start their conference tournament this Friday, so please go to ESPN and make sure you check out your Houston Krugers, man. It has been so fun covering this team. I cannot wait to go to Dallas this weekend to see the Krugers march on to that main championship title as they get ready for March Madness, man. There's just so much going on in the city of Houston right now, both good and bad. It is, man, and... As you shout out the U of H Cougars, I want to shout out the Houston Roughnecks, the only undefeated team in XFL representing Houston Nice. And like I said earlier, we took it to the Twitter streets. And I asked the fans, hey, what do you guys want to hear and listen to on Monday's show? And that kind of brought us back to the Roughnecks. Cody, are you ready? Yes, sir. Who from the Roughnecks should the Texans look at, consider? This is from my man, Josh Davies. And I got to tell you right now, how many times on this show have we discussed how much we just really want Will Fuller to always be healthy, always be available, always, just always a lot, right? Um, Let's try what is at least three to five times a week. Maybe a little bit exaggeration right there, but what we're saying is we talk about it a lot. You guys talk about it a lot. I don't know. I don't know how many times we've got our Twitter mentions blew up because you guys are sick and tired of Will Fuller. With that being said, I think if we look at the XFL and they can start signing with teams. Uh, what is it? Right after the draft. Right, right where their season ends. If they've made a great impressions on some of these NFL. Uh, coaching staff, scouts, whatever, then they can start signing with teams. And Cam Phillips is a no-brainer for me. If we look at the XFL and we look at the Roughnecks, that is the number one guy, if I'm Houston, and if I feel like there's a talent in that league in Houston that we can see week in and week out, it's Cam Phillips. Right now, Cam Phillips has 31 catches, 
455 yards and nine touchdowns. He leads the XFL in receiving touchdowns, and he's also helped lead his team to I think Cam Phillips is the number one no-brainer guy that we should bring here in Houston. And I've and I, I've truly enjoyed every bit of the XFL. I think it's fun, and I think it's not a shy <clears> – and I think it's not a sideshow. I think it's for real, right? This isn't some guys that are just going out there and say – whatever the case is, they're not the B option. Right now – there's no NFL going on. We are in the offseason. There is no college. We are the A option for football. And there has been a lot of good talent. Just so it happens, the best talent is thriving in Houston as the Roughnecks sit at 5-0. and Number two, my boy, uh, Car Cordero, he asked a surprise second-round pick. Billy O selects a guard, Cody, and I'm going to let you get on this. And this is his reasoning behind it. If he selects a guard, he can cut Fulton since we need the cap space for Tunsil. Also, a guard in the second round could be a first-round talent. I know it's unlikely, but it's something that nobody has talked about. Cody, you want to tackle that before I get on it? Um, I 100% agree with him because Fulton is a guy who has has been what subpar to say the least. I would well, not I would, be mad I would at say that. his, I would say Fulton's first year was the bad year, but last year he only allowed uh, one sack at his position. He did have eight penalties. He played over 950 snaps. He's also only going to take up 6.5 million dollars. Uh, this year off his salary base and also uh, was it 500000 because of uh, a bonus. So he's only going to take up $7 million. I think he's worked another year. Plus, he works well when Howard was on the field at the right tackle and Fulton was at that guard position. The offensive line on that right side looked outstanding. I'm not going to risk that. And more importantly, we don't need a guard. We need a rush position, whether it's defensive end or outside linebacker. And I'm and I want a defensive end. That way we can find a guy who can do a lot of things on the defensive line. Whether we want to play him the three technique, the five, hell, mix it up some days and put him on the inside and let Brandon Dunn get some rest. Who knows? I would rather a defensive end or a cornerback, considering I just discussed, which now I'm going to link the two, the possibility of if Houston will pick up Gary on Conley's option or not. So I'm keeping Fulton, and I'm going to chase after my priorities, which is defense. Lastly, your boy, the electrifying phenom. I love this guy. I really do. How crazy would it be if the Roughnecks win a pro football championship before the Texans? <laughs> it wouldn't be crazy at all. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Just We don't – the Roughnecks don't have the Chiefs in XFL right now. So – no, that's because um, they are the Chiefs. They are the Chiefs. Right. They <laughs> are the Chiefs. They they don't have to go up against themselves. I, I honestly see this happening. I really do. This season, and they will be the first pro team to win a championship in their own city as the XFL championship is hosted here in Houston this year. Guys, once again, your ear could be anywhere in the world, but you're here. 
listening to us, and I really appreciate that. Thank you for lending your ear. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. Don't forget to follow the Locked On Texans page at Locked On Texans as well. You can argue that sports.com. Get out to a Houston Sabercat game. Hey, listen, rugby is a very fun sport. I cover the game uh, for the Sabercats, and I love it. There's times where I I, I lose professionalism and, and become a fan. Like, I'm in the stands with the fans, and we're going off, and I have to pull myself back in and get back to writing. But Houston has a lot going on between the XFL, between rugby, between college sports, between uh, the Texans and free agency and the draft coming up. Between those, those <laughs> guys, I don't even. Between the Astros, be, between you know uh, the Rockers, I guess. But there's a lot going on in the city of Houston, and you definitely want to be a part of it. At least about what they say about four out of the possible six teams, seven teams, if you want to include the Houston Dynamo. I have my hand in at least four of those teams, no matter if I'm covering them, like I cover the Rockets, UOH basketball, and the Houston Texans, or if I work for the team, like the Houston Sabercats. If you want to stay up to date on all those things and more, remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. That's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Why 24? Because Kobe Bryant is the GOAT. Until next time, a little word from the wise. You know what? Conquer Monday, and the rest of the week will follow in line. Peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.